Hi and welcome to the Canny Conversations podcast, powered by the Pathway Group. My name's Mark Wakeley and I'm one of the team who bring you these podcasts each week. In this series, Safras will be talking to some of the business people he's met and worked with in his 23 years at the heart of the West Midlands business community. In the second part of this conversation featuring Catherine Marshall, Senior Apprenticeship Manager at Lloyd's Banking Group, Safras and Catherine continue to explore the world of apprenticeships, the opportunities they provide for career development, the misconceptions that exist, and the incredible impact they have on people's lives. Catherine shares insights from her own experiences leading Lloyd's Banking Group's apprenticeship programme with over 1,100 apprenticeships across 38 different job roles. Lloyd's is clearly committed to apprenticeship opportunities. Catherine discusses the wraparound support Lloyd's provide, including network events, ambassador programmes and skills development. They also talk about the need to promote apprenticeship parity with university degrees, especially with parents who still view university as the best option. Catherine stresses the behaviours behind inclusion that are just as important as targets in creating a diverse, welcoming environment for apprentices. It's a fascinating discussion about the transformational power of apprenticeships. So let's rejoin Safraz and Catherine. make that work for you. So Catherine, you spoke about the fact that you know you had a, a plan. If you if I spoke to yourselves back in the day and you said, you know, yeah, I want to get into the caring profession and so forth. And we know, you know, it's very much a squiggly sort of career. People, mm. you know, change throughout and look at opportunities and uh and it's about remaining open and you know, and saying yes to possibly opportunities. What sort of advice would you give to somebody who wants to get into the field of learning and development? Wants to get you know that's a but a sector in, in its own right wants to get into the field of emerging talent and, mm. and these sort of opportunities. And what sort of advice would you give to people who you know who find this whole people space very interesting and want to get in terms of develop their career into these fields? Yes, yeah, no, absolutely. And excitingly, actually, for the first time this year, we've launched our HR apprenticeship for okay. our new recruits okay. coming in. So okay. uh, we've got some new HR apprentices who have just started okay. straight from school wow. and wanting to develop that career in, wow. uh, within HR. Um, and I think it is around, you know, understanding your motivation for it. And there's some really useful tools out there to just understand what different careers are. So as an example, we do a Lloyd's Careers Live on the first Tuesday of every month. And it's sort of like a bit of a deep dive into different careers. So you can hear from industry experts, but you can also hear from apprentices, so people learning in that space as well. And I think tapping into different resources like that, so you get a better understanding about what different departments are like, what different careers are like, and then what might appeal to you. And also understanding your skill set and how those skills can then transfer into a different career potentially or a new career. Share with us some of the the role itself, you know, Catherine. Yes, you've got a job title which sort of leads on apprenticeships as well. But you know, you know I know you're a judge uh, for the National Apprenticeship mm. Awards. You, you know, you're an ambassador for the Apprenticeship Ambassador Network as well. You, you know, you're often volunteering and putting yourself forward for many speaking uh, and engaging type forums. Uh, you've supported us with the Festival of Apprenticeships, uh, you know, as I said, the roundtable events for the Multicultural Apprenticeship Alliance. And you're putting yourself out there in many different roles. Also, tell us a little bit about some of those activities that you're involved with, as well as the, the core role itself, obviously, which we've discussed. 
Absolutely. And that's the wonderful thing about apprenticeships is that um, you're focused on the inside of your organization and how they can really bring the benefits to the individuals and the organization. But it's also very externally focused as well. And although my job title is senior apprenticeship manager, it doesn't start and finish with an apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. So it starts much earlier than that. So it starts with school engagement. It starts with getting the message out about apprenticeships. And that's why I was really keen to be part of the Apprenticeship Ambassador Network Um, and then had the opportunity a couple of years ago to apply for the vice chair position and as part of that lead on the multi-regional employer group. So we've managed to grow from, I think, 15 multi-regional employers to about 60 now. And so these are a group of different employers really passionate about apprenticeships, wanting to share their experiences, share their best practice, um, but also have that networking opportunity. I quite often think that apprenticeships can be quite a lonely job. Uh, You're the only expert in your organisation. And so having that opportunity to talk to different people across different sectors who are also involved with apprenticeships is really, really important. There's no doubt that all of these sort of commitments, all of these commitments and responsibilities just demonstrates your um, commitment really to uh, fostering talent development and the, the sector that we work in. So really appreciate that. And uh, tell us a little bit about, if you, if you can, in terms of uh, the extracurricular activity, because when I'm sort of going through some of the work that Lloyd Banking Group does, particularly for its apprentices, there's a lot of opportunities for, for that in terms of extracurricular, a lot of the pastoral care, mm-hmm. a lot of support. So it's not just about the learning itself in terms of the course or the curriculum. There's a lot of engagement. There's a lot of community around apprentices. So if you, if you don't mind sharing this with us, some of that element of the, the wider person itself. Absolutely. So you have the apprenticeship standard, and yes. um, so that's delivered by our training providers. But that wraparound experience is incredibly important. And so that starts before they, they even start the apprenticeship program in terms of some of the keep warm and onboarding activity that we do. During the pandemic, we were also very mindful that we had new apprentices starting our organisation and starting working from home and so not having that opportunity to, to network with each other. So with one of our training providers, we designed what we call the Biz Cafe. Um, so this is a online simulation and it's using gamification to build skills really that are relevant to their apprenticeship programme, things like problem solving, communication, teamwork. But also they're working together as a team and so they're getting to know each other. So that simulation is really important um, to set them up to win. And I think what, what they tend to say is, you know, I started working with strangers and then I finished with some friends. And that's really important to make them feel part of that community. Then our ambassador community is really important as well. So we ask our apprentices to become ambassadors and really get involved with our school engagement activity so that they can give back. They can go back to the school or the college that they were at and help share the story about apprenticeships and potentially inspire someone else to think about it as a career option. So that ambassador community is really important. 
And then we're always looking at different opportunities. So, for example, we have apprentices who compete at World Skills. Okay. Um, we were really proud to have won the accountancy competition two years in a row, wow. um, and I've also competed in the cybersecurity competition. Wow. Uh, we have some of our apprentices who are just competing in the Young Banker of the Year aligned with Chartered Banker. So it's looking at all those different opportunities that you get through doing an apprenticeship that builds confidence and also builds the, the, the key skills. So, Catherine, there's no doubt that apprenticeships have changed. There's no doubt that, you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there, but there's still misunderstanding of apprenticeships. You spoke earlier on about, you know, people sometimes not understanding clearly what apprenticeship is. There's still a, a bit of a stigma around the, the brand apprenticeship and people don't fully understand it. You, you're engaged at the front line with schools, with, with colleges. Uh, you're an ambassador for apprenticeships across the sector. What are the conversations that people are still having and so what are the so sort of misunderstanding, misconceptions that, that are out there, if you don't mind sharing that with us. Absolutely. And I think it is about that parity between going to university or doing an apprenticeship and what an apprenticeship can give you. And still I have conversations with parents or with careers advisors around directing people to university because they think that's going to give them the best start. Whereas actually, if you think about doing an apprenticeship programme, and the opportunities that it gives to start your career straight away, to get that real-life experience, plus that network, plus the salary. Yeah. I don't think we are actually talking about parity. I actually think doing an apprenticeship, especially a degree apprenticeship, gives you so much more than a degree. Um, so I think it is about getting that message out and getting to the, the key influencers with that. And, and by that, I'd probably mean the parents. So quite often we can talk to students, but they might then go back to their mums or dads who still say, actually, I still think you ought to think about university because that would be the best route for you. Yeah. In our organisation, Catherine, we often talk about the, the best people to promote apprenticeships are the apprentices themselves, and, and you want to get to a position where people are comfortable and where apprenticeship is an alternative choice as opposed to a secondary option or a second choice. And you know We're not there yet, I think. Uh, there's a lot of movement that's going in that direction, but we're not there yet in my, in my view. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, yeah. and we, we see some brilliant students come and join us, um, so... You know, they'll have three A stars in their A levels and they've got the message about apprenticeships. They're coming to join us to do an apprenticeship. But it's how do we get that message out to everybody out there so that they can make that informed choice? And you're absolutely spot on in terms of the best people to do that are the apprentices. And that's why our ambassador activity is really important so encouraging our apprentices to share their stories whether it is going back to their school or college whether it's something on social media and um, getting them into doing different tiktok videos as an example so they can understand sort of the day in the life of an apprentice and that's yeah. so much better done by an apprentice too yeah. so in, t in terms of the parents i mean parents obviously have massive role and massive influence as you said but what are you, you know, when you're having these conversations with parents, I mean, you know, you, how do they perceive apprenticeships and some of the objections that they may have? So I think they're concerned that somebody might be in a particular career and so they're making a choice at an early age about what career they might want rather than keeping their options open by going to university. I think 
there is still that perception that a university degree is more valued by employers than an apprenticeship. And so the kinds of things that we talk about is what an, an employer does value and an employer absolutely values experience yeah. uh, much more perhaps than academic qualifications. And so it is getting those messages out there and sharing examples and case studies about how people have progressed. Um, and I think in terms of, you know, that first challenge that I, that I shared in terms of making a decision very early on about what your career might be. You've already referenced about squiggly careers. I don't think anyone's in a job for life anymore. It's a lifetime of jobs, isn't it? And so this is that first platform and starting the career. And any apprenticeship that you do builds on skills and behaviours that are transferable to an alternative career in the future as well. You know, when I was reading, you know, in terms of my research for this, and I thought, you know, a little bit, let me uh, get an understanding of the impact that Lloyd's Banking Group has in its community. And, and I think I probably underestimated the amount of importance that LBG gives to social impact, uh, the, the whole sort of diversity agenda, the community feel. It's all the way through there. Our reports, uh, it's on the website, it's very measured and you know obviously there's a saying isn't it you know what you measure you can improve and you know you you know you focus on that so there's a lot of focus on on the whole community social mobility agenda diversity agenda there seems to be a lot of conversations taking place i mean how is that within the organization so from an internal perspective what does that look like internally what are the conversations and the and the, the meetings that you have regarding these important topics? Yeah, so within Lloyd's Banking Group, it's really important that we reflect the communities that we serve. Mm. And so those communities are incredibly diverse and our colleagues also need to be as diverse as our communities. So we are really focused on what we can do to address some of the gaps that we've got in those areas. So a few years ago, we introduced our race action plan to really focus on diversity within ethnicity and having specific targets around senior leaders. So we've got those role models all the way through the organisation. So that starts at, at the recruitment stage. Okay. But also it's then really important that we have an inclusive workforce um, so yes people can come and join the organization but then how do they make sure that they can be themselves within the organization okay. so that inclusivity is incredibly important okay. Catherine, I mean, you know, as I said, you know, I've read some of the impact reports and the numbers are there are they target set in terms of you know we need to get more uh, females into senior leadership positions we need to get more people from certain communities into these positions or is it a case of the awareness is there and then activities are, are there to encourage more. Or is mm -hmm. there like a target that you're trying to aim for? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think I think it is about the targets, but it's also about the behaviours. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we do have targets. We have targets for the number of females in senior roles. We have targets for the number of people in senior roles from a black, Asian and minority ethnic background. Yeah. Um, we have targets around disability as well. But the behaviours are the most important element of it. So one of our values is absolutely about being inclusive. Um, and so as well as having those targets, we also have a number of listening groups. Um, so we can find out from our colleagues, what's it like to work in Lloyd's Banking Group? What do we need to do differently? We make sure that people are curious. Um, so people find out about people's different backgrounds 
um, and how they can celebrate that um, and how they can be aware of it. Um, so the behaviours are incredibly important as well as the targets. Catherine, you've had an impressive journey at at uh, Monkey Group, and I'm sure this is the only this is just the start of that journey. Uh, so, you know, in terms of the next say 12, 24, 36 months, what does that look like in terms of LBG with regard to the apprenticeship space, the emerging talent space? What what does the future hold for uh, Lloyd Banking Group? So I think it is absolutely about focusing on our apprenticeships in a number of different ways, yeah. but particularly focusing on apprentices for, for young people. And so that needs to start earlier. So our school engagement activity will grow over the next few years. And it's important for us that we start working with school students at a really young age. So we have different offering and products for students who are at primary school. So we start talking to them about different careers that may be available to them, but also talking to them about what are some of the essential skills that they are learning that can then help them when they transition into the world of work. So they're getting used to talking about listening about speaking, about teamwork, things that will then help them actually when they then start a career. And obviously when we're focused on secondary school and colleges, we have different offerings such as work experience or work insight programs to really help people understand what their pathway is. Mm -hmm. So that's an area that we absolutely want to be growing over the next few years. And both in terms of building a pipeline for us in Lloyd's Banking Group, but also importantly about giving back to the communities that we work in. So in, in terms of uh, looking ahead in terms of the, some of the trends and, the, and some of the challenges, there's more and more employers now who are focusing on apprenticeships. There's more competition for larger businesses, more competition for for that space. Uh, and that employer brand becomes more and more important now in terms of actually showcasing what you can do because you know sometimes you know the individuals who are motivated who know where they want to go uh, often have more than one option you know so they they may be talking to your good selves but they may be talking to another brand and, and a brand that they may seem in, in their own in their eyes might be more prestigious in some aspects of it and, and some people are attracted to maybe the Royal Air Force maybe British Airways British Aerospace some of the other sort of international global brands out there how do you uh, stand out in that space you know you're obviously an award winner which helps so you so you know you've got the air to the ground and there's no doubt that your offering is remarkable and, and, and noteworthy but how do you stand out in that space Catherine? Yeah and that brand awareness and, and understanding of our brand is really important um, so I've mentioned that you know we've had quite a lot of growth in our digital and technology apprenticeships yeah. and that wouldn't be something that somebody would consider you know yeah. if I want a career in software engineering where am I going to go I'm going to go to IBM or Google yeah. or Microsoft or Amazon I'm not necessarily going to be thinking about Lloyd's Banking Group um, so we need to get that message out in a number of different ways and what we do, what we tend to say when we go and talk to school students is, you know, take that time to lift up the bonnet and see what's underneath. 
because it's not always obvious just from looking at a website what what an organization might yeah. do or what it might offer yeah, yeah. Um, so it's how do we build that understanding actually of us as a real focused on a digital bank and a career of choice for for those budding yeah, yeah. software Abs- engineers absolutely because as you said the first battle is you know getting them to think about apprenticeships as a, as a whole so that's sort of stereotyping what apprenticeships are and then there's an element of the employer itself. So, you know, if somebody thinks Lloyd's Banking Group and they might just think the whole customer service part of it because that's naturally what you think the financial services, customer service element of it and not understanding the full depth of support structure out there. That's your second challenge because, you know, as you said, rightly said, you know, so, you know, you may, you know, if you're in that data field or so forth, may not think that that's another challenge and you said right at the beginning of all the career options that are out there and you know the fact that you've got all these different 38 different occupations that you know you offer and it's it's actually getting that every one of those occupations to be in the mind of whoever's looking at that as a field absolutely and that's why we try in different things so for example our lloyd's careers live so what we call the the careers fair that comes to you yeah and so a monthly broadcast on youtube and kind of giving insights into different careers it's interesting you know when you when you go to perhaps a group of 13 14 year olds and you say what kind of career do you think you could have at Lloyd's Banking Group? And it tends to be accountancy or finance or, you know, working in the branch. And yet the majority of apprenticeships that we offer are in different areas, you know, whether it is cybersecurity or data analytics or compliance and fraud. And so it's getting that understanding about what is available. It's a real minefield, I think, for, for, for school students to, to work out, you know, what, what kind of career would be the right one for me and then what kind of organisation, what pathway do I take? So as much as we can do to help them on that journey, and that, that's absolutely what our focus is. And in terms of, you know, growth in careers and so forth, where is that sort of lying in terms of what, what are the growth opportunities if somebody was looking at? getting into yourself, Lloyd's Banking Group, or even generally in financial services, where are where are the growth in jobs? And- so we've definitely seen a growth in our apprenticeship offering in the digital and tech space, absolutely. Okay. So yeah. software engineering, significant growth, but also data analytics as well okay. and data science. So data is absolutely data. key to our organization and so growing those skills is really important and these are school leavers or these are graduates or what, what level are you? so mostly school leavers oh. but our apprenticeships are open for everyone so it might be career changes right. as well or it yeah. might be somebody after university so Catherine, obviously you you know you there's no doubt you're a you're a leader you're a thought leader within the within the sector and uh, you know we owe a debt of gratitude to you not just in terms of the Multicultural Apprenticeship Alliance and the awards and the Festival of Apprenticeships, but as a sector, as a, as a whole, in terms of the work and the impact that you're doing, uh, you're definitely leading the conversations and you're also a, a role model in many ways with the work that you're doing and you're you're giving a lot of time and commitment. For, so, so firstly, thank you for that. Much, much, much appreciate all your support. As a sort of a final question in terms of yourself, because your name, your personal name now is a brand because you're you're often pushed, uh, pulled, but not pulled, pushed, but pulled by many, many people who are who are tapping into your knowledge and your experience and so forth and are asking for your time to either share your thoughts uh, in the work that you're, you're in, but also uh, in terms of maybe speaking opportunities and so forth. What's going on in the world of your work, personal work, 
Uh, I know you said you're going to go to Bristol in terms of today, but where is that now currently? Because your personal brand is very strong within this space. Yes, yeah. well, earlier this year, I That's actually... That's a jumbled com- up question there. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I did actually complete my own apprenticeship oh, okay, um, yeah. earlier this year yeah. as well. So I um, yes, yes. obviously supported a number of people completing their apprenticeships and seeing how, how it changes yeah. them. And so I thought I need to be sampling my own products here. So I completed the, the Level 7 Senior Leaders Apprenticeship Programme. Um, and that really opened up my eyes much more to, the, you know, the challenges of completing an apprenticeship. Um, so my empathy and understanding of apprentices and, and the importance of celebrating apprenticeships is, is definitely being heightened. For me, I absolutely belong in the world of apprenticeships. Um, since landing in apprenticeships in 2017, it is it is been brilliant for me and so motivating and I've absolutely found what my purpose is in life. Apprenticeships are life-changing and every day I meet one of our new apprentices or somebody who's completed and understand what their story is and that renews my purpose in what I do. So I am absolutely going to continue working in the world of apprenticeships and promoting it to anybody who will listen to me about it. Um, But it's also looking at what other opportunities there are available. So we're now focusing on our T-level programme as well. So working with 16 and 17-year-olds. And again, it's understanding where can we make a difference and really support people in developing their careers and changing their lives for the better. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for that. I just want to thank you once again, Catherine, for all the support. Uh, that you've given us on a personal level, uh, the support again of the big brand of Lloyd's Banking Group has. You know, Lloyd's Banking Group has been in the space for 325 years. I started off as a Birmingham-based bank, which we're very proud of, and you know has got its roots across all communities. So every community, whether it's Birmingham or whatever, would feel that they that that brand belongs to them, and I and I'm proud to to say likewise. If you're in Halifax, you would still resonate with that brand, and I think that's the that's a key part of how the organization uh, just links into all those communities. And, and I'm, we're absolutely delighted that you've associated and started working with us and supported us in many, many ways. And uh, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for your insights. Thank you for all your support. I know you have the final word, Catherine, in terms of the Canny Conversations podcast and our conversation today. And I just want to, again, once again, thank you for everything. It's an absolute privilege for us to be involved with the Multicultural Awards and also with the Multicultural Apprenticeship Alliance. So we love celebrating apprenticeships and that's definitely what the awards do. So inspiring hearing all the different stories about the apprentices and then obviously icing on the cake for us to have won Large Employer of the Year this year. And the Festival of Apprenticeships as well. The very title of it is a celebration of a friendships and so it's an absolute privilege for us to be partnering with you on it once again Catherine thank you so much thank you for your time thank you for all your support thank you thank you a big thank you to Catherine Marshall senior manager of apprenticeships at Lloyd's Banking Group for her time and valuable insight into the world of apprenticeships next time Saf will be in conversation with Sophie Norris early careers manager at Bentley Motors Limited If you don't want to miss that, then remember to subscribe or follow us. And if you're new to the podcast, let me tell you, there are already 70 other Canny Conversations podcast episodes out there. 
and you can listen to all those past episodes by searching for Canny Conversations on your preferred podcast platform or go to 1386audio.com forward slash have a listen. We would also love for you to review, subscribe or follow the podcast and please tell your friends and colleagues about us. If you'd like to know more, then go to cannyconversationspodcast.co.uk or go to Safras's website, safras.co.uk. Safras has also written a series of easy-to-follow business books, Canny Bites, and these are available from cannybites.co.uk forward slash buy the book. As I said, we'll be back next week with Safras and his first part of the conversation with Sophie Norris, Early Careers Manager at Bentley Motors Limited. So until then, we hope you have a good week. This is a 1386 audio production.